Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And of course, before we get too much farther in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, of course, a huge, huge, huge thank you to... Uh, my mind blank. Gem accessories <laughs> for their support of the podcast, as well as Steel Fox Games and ETB Games in Shreveport and Alexandria, Louisiana, respectively. There are links to all of those in the description down below. Of course, be sure to check out our Dragon Shield affiliate link before you purchase anything on their store. Just click it before you shop and you can support the channel at no extra cost for the things you would already be buying. Also, please be sure to check out our Patreon if you haven't already. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing that lets us keep the lights on here, lets us you know, go to more tournaments and do more things. Um, also, the Patreon gets an extra episode every single week. We shout out all of the uh, various patron members at the end of every episode. And you get access to every episode, audio version at least, a little bit early. Now, with all that said, there's one more thing that I want to shout out before we get into the bulk of today's content, which there is a large amount of content today. Yep. Uh, If you are not subscribed to our YouTube, I would really, really love for you to go do that right now. You can pause this if you're on Spotify or iTunes. Just pause it, jump over to the YouTube app, and just click that. Just search Top Cut Podcast. Click the subscribe button. One, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers so that we can actually monetize our YouTube because I, um, I, I mean, like we put an enormous amount of money into this, mm-hmm. and we've been doing it for like two years now. We're like up to, I think we're about to be at 200 episodes and we're like trying we're trying to finally grow our youtube and a part of that is yesterday if you haven't already seen it we put out a vlog for ycs london yeah it is without a doubt the best video that has ever gone up on our youtube channel that is not hyperbole that is not exaggeration 
seriously nope. if you are at all into vlogging content of any kind i really recommend checking it out it is a spectacular video uh, our editor justin did a phenomenal job with it um, he put tons and tons and tons and tons of hours into it literally like 40 plus hours just into this one vlog video yep there was i think between three and four hours of footage from it that venue from that uh, event and he scrubbed through all of it and made it work uh i mean we we went ahead and got a um a, like a copyright free music subscription service yep. just so that we could have the highest quality music possible and beats and things like that for the vlog it is seriously it is a spectacular piece of media and i really would love it if you would check it out because there's a ton of time and effort that went into it and um bigger number better person so yeah <laughs> uh anyway thank you for listening to me ramble about our youtube and with all of that said uh let's go ahead and get right on into the uh, content baby oh yeah so we have a lot to talk about today there's a couple of really small things that i want to touch on first before we go too much farther so the first thing is we've been getting influencer reveals for Cyberstorm Access. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things that got revealed in the influencer reveals is the first of the Starlight Rares for the set. Now, every core set, at least in the TCG, has five Starlight Rares. Four of them are cards from within the set, and one of them is a Legacy Starlight Rare pick. Sometimes it is a little bit less legacy than others. For example, um, at one point we had DD Crow, Effect uh -huh. Veiler. We've had Stardust Dragon, Black Rose, Trishula. Yeah. Uh, we've also had Elemental Stratos. Which was a cool pick. Yeah. Uh, but this one is Visus Starfrost. Which is definitely a pick. It is a thing. I don't know. I feel like they're playing the lore up on this one really big and they're yeah. doing a lot to like really make it a thing. And like the cards are good, right? Like a lot of the Visa Starfrost lore cards are very good. Kashira, Scareclaw, like these, like Mana Dome is going to be insane. These yep. are all good archetypes, but I don't like, for example, what they did with the Fallen of Albaz lore where they made the Despia deck, they like forcibly made it broken and then ended up giving him an ulti. They gave him just a yeah. bunch of printings. Same thing with the Luber. They've given a Luber an ulti now and they just force feed this lore down our throats. And I just, I don't know. I'd rather see other cards that are, are more more usable in more decks get these starlight rarity treatments like Etelia, i think would have been a good choice yeah i think Etelia would have been sick as a starlight rare or just off the top of my head i mean you can even do harpy's feather duster would have been a great yeah, pick regeki yeah for sure there are like tons of really great really well-known yeah. cards from throughout the game's history that i think would have made awesome picks here but Overall, it's fine. I mean, I don't really 
I mean, an Ash Starlight Rare would be insane. Yeah. Ghost Bell was one that already got one, too. Yeah, that, that is true. So, um, next we have a few OCG subscription promos confirmed. So, these are a bunch of cards from 5Ds, which are Junk Mail, which was used by Yusei, Drunk, uh, Junk Dragonlet, also used by Yusei, and Burgundy the Magic Elf, which was used by Sherry. So we just have names. We don't have any effects or anything like that. And speaking of having a name and no effect, yep. we have the next V-Jump promo. So this will be the one after Mystic Potato. This is Dandy White Lion. Uh, uh, no, it is noted to be designed to work with Slifer, the Sky Dragon, amongst other cards. I mean, you could make that argument for the original Dandelion. Because it would put extra materials on board to be tributed for Slifer's Summon. But I don't think you can tribute the fluff tokens. The turn they're summoned, I think. Just the turn they're summoned. Yeah. yeah. Which is less than ideal. So, I'm, hmm. Like, I'm trying to think Yeah, on, but Dandelion still can't come off the ban list. Yeah, no, no. I'm thinking it would have to be, like, something along the lines of you can, like, I don't know, discard this card, summon three fluff tokens, and then you can't summon anything from your extra deck while these fluff tokens are on the field. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, it would make it to where it's not absolutely broken, to where it just has to immediately go on the ban list, but then also still usable in Cypher. Yeah. Well, Cypher, Obelisk, it could still work with Raw. Yeah. Because then you just have those two cards in hand, you pitch, activate a Dandy White Lion, pitch it, you get three tokens, treat it all three, boom, normal summon. You got it. Yeah. You're off to yeah. the races. Without, you know, again becoming discard link three yeah <clears throat> i don't know um honestly if they just made it dandelion with a hard once per turn it wouldn't even be that insane but dandelion's mm. biggest issue is that it is not once per turn yeah yeah yeah. so so if your deck has a way to recur it and then put it back in grave over and over you can just keep pumping out tokens yeah 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 it, it really is like actually insane yeah um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I like the art on it. It's pretty solid. Uh, next, I don't think there's any other tiny announcements. I think everything else is like tons of new cards. Oh yeah. Not, not just new cards. Uh, yeah, just new cards. No, no, no. There's one other thing that that's new. That isn't a new card. I must not have pulled it up. I'll let you cover this. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, I gotta find it. How do you not have this pulled up? thought i did i must have accidentally bro bro one second let me pull it back up again i blame you yes yes blame me it you're easy to blame it's fun to blame you oh absolutely oh there was a new master duel forbidden and limited list too which we're not going to cover because master duel is fake <laughs> master duel is fake master duel may as well not exist as far as i'm concerned until they add in time wizard formats i'm out Shout out, uh, Celeste. You know, you know, you know, you know what you did. You said. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I gotta pull back up. Hmm. So, we have a new type. Oh, but this is part of the new cards. Yes, but it's not. It, it's talked about in the new cards. Fair That's enough. the whole point of the new cards. We have a new type. The OCG name of this new type is Spellcaster. No. Illusionist. Which is spellcaster. It's no, it's different. No, it's spellcaster. It's not spellcaster, it's illusionist. 
That's different. what I said. Spellcaster. No, it's completely different. So whenever Yu-Gi-Oh! was first being developed, they had this idea where magic users, not spellcasters, magic users would be uh, under one of four types. And then they just made them spellcasters because that made more sense. The, again, this is when they're still developing the rules and mechanics to where very spellcasters would be able to just automatically destroy in battle spellcasters of a specific type. So you had uh, dark magic or shadow magic, so dark magician, etc., uh, who would just automatically destroy lights, like mystical elf. Sure. Who would automatically destroy fiends, like uh, shadow specter, for example. Who would automatically destroy illusionists, like illusionist faceless mage, who would automatically destroy shadow. Um, which was, and they actually saw that little rock paper scissors mechanic, uh, in the Game Boy color games and the other and the Game Boy Advance game like the early Game Boy Advance games uh, where there was like two where there were three well two rock paper scissors and then like a third one in the middle that just kind of didn't touch anything only they translated illusionist as dream so you had dream type monsters okay so it was uh, shadow beat light which beats fiend which beats dream which beats dark shadow and then on the other side you had forest wind earth Thunder, water, fire, back to forest. And then Divine was just immune to all. It just didn't even bother with that mechanic. But then they realized that Illusionist was a dumb typing because they have spellcasters. Well, whenever they moved on to away from... Well, like when they started kind of developing it and putting it more into stone is when they moved away from the dream type or the Illusionist. For the reasons I just outlined. Kind of. They just kind of went. Eh, most most of them, like almost all the illusion, all the illusionist monsters, could be put into other categories. Yeah. Not not just spellcaster. Yeah, fiends. Yeah, fiends, beasts. Yeah. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of fiends and beasts, this is a good. This is a good. This is a good segue into the new cards. It's a great segue into new cards. It's a dumb typing. I think it's fine. I don't know, man. I think there's cooler typings they could have done. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's been generally used to cover mythical monsters, reality warpers, and even hypnosis and illusions. So, first new card. Something like a spellcaster, yeah. First new card, Gazelle, the king of mythical claws. Level 4 earth beast effect monster, 1500 attack, 1200 defense. You can only use the 1 and 2 effects of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summon, add a level five, a level five fiend monster or a chimera fusion from your deck to your hand. Two, if this card is sent to the graveyard as material for a fusion summon, you can add an illusionist monster from your deck to your hand. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, it seems decent. Yeah, not great, but good. Next, we have Burfamet the Great Wings. This is a dark level five fiend effect monster. This is a 1,400 attack, 1,800 defense. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one level 4 beast monster and or one chimera fusion from your deck to your hand. Also, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck for the rest of this turn except fusion monsters. Two, if this card is sent to the graveyard as material for a fusion summon, you can target one illusionist monster in your graveyard and special summon it. Next up, we have... Cornfield Quaddle, level 4 Wind Illusionist Effect Monster, 500 attack, 1700 defense. You can only use the 1 and 3 effects of this card's name each once per turn. 1. 
Discard this card. Add a monster that mentions Chimera Fusion from your deck to your hand, except another copy of Cornfield Quaddle. Two, monsters cannot be destroyed by battles involving this card. Three, when your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a card you control, and you control Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast, you can banish this card from your field or graveyard and get the effect and destroy the card. Hmm. Note, this card is an adaptation of an old video game exclusive card. Alright. Next we have Mirror Swordsman, which is like kind of the best card in the entire engine. Level 4 Light Illusionist Effect Monster. The first one. 1900 attack, 300 defense. You can only use the first and third effect of this card's name once per turn. One quick effect. You can tribute this card. Special summon one monster that mentions Chimera Fusion from your deck except Mirror Sword Knight. Two. Bro. Monsters cannot be destroyed by battles involving this card. Three. When your opponent activates a monster effect on the field and you control Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast, you can banish this card from your field or graveyard and negate that effect. That is really good. Note, this is also an adaptation of an old video game card. Next up, we have Chimera the Illusion Magical Beast. Level 8 Dark Illusionist Fusion Monster, 3100 attack, 2800 defense. Materials, Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast and one or more Illusionist Monsters. 1. This card's name becomes Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast and is treated as a Phantom Beast card while in the field or graveyard. 2. This card can make attacks on monsters during each battle phase up to the number of fusion materials used for its summon, minimum of 2 obviously. 3. Monsters cannot be destroyed by battles involving this card. 4. If this card battled an opponent's monster at the end of the damage step, you can change that opponent's monster's attack to 0 and negate its effects. So it's just like a big OTK dingus. Oh yeah, no, you just drop him and just go slam, uh, it's attacks now zero, boom, 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 <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. basically keep smacking him direct. Hilariously, this also works with other monsters that can make multiple attacks on, mon on uh, monsters, because then you can go, like, slam into one, make it zero, slam into the other one, make it zero, and then have your other one go pop, pop. Yeah, For essentially yeah. two direct attacks. But I mean, you can just use him to just keep attacking. Well, I'm saying if, monster. Well, I'm saying if you make if like your opponent has two monsters and you make him with the minimum requirement, which is two, so you only have two attacks. Yeah. You can go slam slam, reduce them both to zero, and then pop pop with your other guy who can attack two monsters. Yeah. Next we have a Chimera, the Phantom Beast King. Level six wind beast fusion effect monster, twenty one hundred attack and eighteen hundred defense. Materials one beast monster and one fiend monster. You can only use the second and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. 1. This card's name becomes Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast while in the field or in the graveyard, but is still treated as a Phantom Beast card. 2. If this card is fusion summoned, you can activate this effect. During the end phase of this turn, send one random card from your opponent's hand to the graveyard. Good. 3. During your opponent's turn, quick effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one Beast Fiend or Illusionist monster in your graveyard, special summon it. It's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Chimera Fusion, quick play spell card. You can only use the st two effect of this card's name once per turn. One, during the main phase, if you just summon a fusion monster from your extra deck, using, extra deck using monsters from your hand or field's fusion material, including a beast or fiend. So you can make whatever you want as long as the materials, as long as one of the materials is a beast or a fiend. Yeah, yeah. Two, during your main phase, if this card is in your graveyard and you have Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast on your field or in your graveyard, activate one of these effects. You can either add this card to your hand or banish this card, and if you do, special summon Gazelle, the King of Mythical Beasts, and one Performant from deck or graveyard. And or hmm. graveyard. Alrighty. Pretty oh. interesting. Overall, I think it's bad, but it is interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, next up, we actually have a new Makonko card. Well, I was going to do the the new Illusionist next. Go ahead and knock that out. Cause, sure. Cause We're going way out of order. Yeah. Yeah. So, new Illusionist. Nightmare Magician. Level 7 Dark Illusionist Effect Monster. 2,500 attack, 2,000 defense. One, monsters cannot be destroyed by battles involving this card. I am sensing a theme here. Two, at the end of the damage step, if this card battles an opponent's monster, you take control of it. Hmm. Three, once per turn at the start of the damage step, if another monster attacks, you can destroy one card on the field. The kanji, no, the kanji literally reads Magician of Glamour slash Perplexity. And my man, he is blinged out. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, in the original OCG release of this card, it was so shiny as a Starlight or Ulti or whatever it, it was. was. An ulti. You couldn't read the name. Yeah, you literally couldn't read the name. It was great. Amazing. All right, uh, what do you want to do next? Now the, now we'll continue back in order with the Makankos. Okay, so the Dance of the Makanko enters a darker phase. Beware the, temp the temper of the Kami, for the Kami might just make you disappear. Ooh. Uh, first off, we have Arahime, the Manifested Makanko. Level 9, Light Fairy Ritual, Effect Monster, 0 Attack, 0 Defense. You can Ritual Summon this, you can ritual summon this card with Makanko Kagura. You can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. If this card is in your hand or graveyard, and you have another Makanko card in your graveyard, you can target one face-up monster in the field, equip it with this card. 2. Once per turn, during the end phase, if this card is equipped to a monster, you can return this card and the equipped monster to the hand. 3. Cannot be destroyed by battle. Also, your opponent takes any battle damage you would have taken from battles involving this card. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Note, this card is visually referencing the Kyubi no Kitsune, a great and powerful yokai with a 1,000-year lifespan. Considered to also be an incredibly adept and powerful sorcerer. All right. Ne next up, we have Makanko, Spiriting Away. Yes, like the movie. Normal no, trap no, no, card. No, that spirit's hid away. So this is actively taking somebody. So, the con the kanji means to be to be disappeared or spirited away. It could be noted that it is basically oh. a coin toss on it being translated. So if this remains, this in the same by the in the TCG, that's why. Yes, the term here is the term used in the name of the Studio Ghibli movie. Hmm. They just whenever they, I think when they translated the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of altered it a little bit so it just made more sense. Yeah. In English, uh, its effects. Normal trap, you can only use the one and two effects of this card's name each once per turn. One, target a face-up monster your opponent controls. Equip that face-up monster to a Makanko you control. Then, if there's a ritual monster card on the field, you can inflict 500 damage to your opponent for each equipped spell you control. Two, banish this card from your graveyard. Special summon one of your Makanko monsters that is banished or in your hand. That's fairly solid, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, this... I think it's good. Talk about an interesting way to uh, out your opponent's board is just equipping one of your opponent's monsters. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up, we have Hita the Fire Channeler. Oh, not Charmer. Just Channeler. All right. So uh, this is a level five fire spellcaster effect monster. 1850 attack, 1500 defense, just like they always are. This card is always treated as a Charmer card. That means even in the deck, it is a Charmer. Mm -hmm. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, you can discard this card and one Fire Monster. Add one Fire Monster from your deck to your hand with an attack greater than the attack of the other discarded monster. Also, you cannot activate monster effects for the rest of this turn except Fire Monsters. So you can discard this and what, a Volcanic Shell 
add Doomfire, effective shell. Yeah, this card's crazy. Yeah, that, this is an example. When a fire monster you control is destroyed by battle while this card is in your hand, you can special summon this card. Eh, not as good. But, that first effect, though. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a bunch of new Altergeist cards. Oh, joy. Altergeist, hack the planet. Back to hacking 101 with the Altergeist. Shout out, DZF. Yeah. First off, we have Altergeist Malwisp, level 3 light spellcaster tuner effect monster, 1500 attack, zero defense. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is added to your hand except by drawing it, special summon it. Two, if this card is normal or special, you can target an Altergeist monster in your graveyard except another copy of Malwisp. Special summon in defense mode, but it cannot activate its effects this turn. Note, this is named after Malware and Will-O-The-Wisps. Hmm. Alright, next we have Altergeist Parentrader. That's a weird one. Yes. Or uh Looks like Penetrator. Parentriator. Parentriator. It's it's creature. Parentrator. It's a combination of creature and parry, a wing spirit from Persian mythology, along with Penetrator. <laughs> All right, this is a level one fire spellcaster effect monster. 500 attack, 300 defense. You can only use the second and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, this card can attack directly. Two, when this card inflicts battle damage to your opponent, you can draw one card. Three, if this card is sent from field to the graveyard, you can send one altergeist card from your hand, deck, or face-up field to the graveyard, except itself. Huh. But next up, we have altergeist... Adminia, Link 4 Dark Spellcaster, Link Effect Monster, 3,000 attack. Uh, arrows, top, bottom, left, right, in a cross form. Materials, two or more Altergeist monsters. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is Link Summon, you can send an Altergeist Trap directly from your deck. Two, once while face up on the field, during your main during the main phase, quick effects, send one card you control of the graveyard, target an effect monster your opponent controls, Take control of it, and if you do, it is an altergeist. Note, this is named after Admina Strator and Domina. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, these all these altergeist cards are really good for the deck. Yeah, it is. And we still have one more normal trap for them. Yep. Altergeist Revitalization. Normal trap, you can only use one of the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. And only once that turn, one. Target one Altergeist Link Monster in your graveyard. Special summon it. Two, you can banish this card from your graveyard immediately after this effect resolves. Normal summon one Altergeist Monster. All right. A little bit of extension. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like the best, but it's it's solid. I mean, they can't. I mean, they can't all be you know home runs. Right. Of cards are out the park. Uh, next up, we have. Magicians of Bond and Unity. Yes, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Magic Show. Remember all the friends and memories we made along the way. Magicians of Bonds and Unity. Level 8 Light Spellcaster. Special Summon Effect Monster. 2500 Attack, 2500 Defense. Cannot be Normal Summon or Set. Must be Special Summoned from your hand by having 25 or more cards in your graveyard. Gain 2500 Attack and Defense while your opponent has 25 or more cards in their graveyard. I mean... It's not great. It's cool no. looking. Yeah. 
It's very cool looking, but I would not call it like spectacular. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have a new Dark World card. Yo, <laughs> we just got one. I dude, this is crazy. So this is an random anime card showing up in the main set after like all this time of it not being a thing. So it's called Dark Corridor. Normal spell card. You can only activate a card with this card's name once per turn. One, add one Dark World monster from you from the deck to the hand. Then discard one card. Yeah. What? What? It literally... Okay, so, like, the one redeeming quality of this card is that it's not Dark World Corridor. It's just Dark Corridor. Yeah, so you can't search it. You have to hard draw this thing. But, boy, if you do... Yeah, here's the thing. If there's one thing the Dark World deck can do, it's hard draw. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just between card destruction and Dark World dealing, which I don't even know if they even run Dark World dealing. Um... No, they they really don't. That's the crazy part. The deck doesn't even really need Dark World dealings to function anymore yeah. on like a real practical level. Yeah, like they do run card destruction, but that's because that's just way too powerful of a card not to run. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes some lists have even cut it because it's not like as consistently powerful of a card as other things they could be running. Yeah, it's which is wild to think about. It's just... It's a line yap. Exactly. So. Exactly. I'm just like, it's... And then this thing. Just, oh no, I need a pop. Activate this. Grapha. Discard Grapha. Pop. Yeah. I need a draw. Brow. I need a spell trap. Pop. I need a... I need a search for my field spell. I need to do this. I need to do that. One card does whatever you need. Literally, yes. That's wild. All right, next we have Duelish Genesis. So, this is... Um, That's the name of the card, not the set. Uh, I mean, it's, It is the name of the set, of, of a set. Yeah, this was... the Duelish Genesis was the first set of the Synchro era. Yeah, but the name of this card is also Duelish Genesis. Right. Hilariously. They do have quite a record of coming up with a card and then naming the card after... Like, naming a card after a set. Yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. it several times. Yeah, Cybernetic yeah. Horizon. Yeah, uh, I'm struggling to come up with another one, but I know it exists. Oh yeah, like the Legend of Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> Man, if they printed that as a, like a continuous spell, oh dude. Oh wait, that would just be a saga from Magic: The Gathering. Actually, it would. Yeah, hilariously. All right. This is a normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One, if you have a tuner on your field or in your graveyard, add one synchro spell trap from your deck to your hand, which there are about 20 of. Should I should I read them all off? Yeah, sure. Just kind of quickly. Sure. Uh, these are all the searchable cards, which are synchro overtake, desynchro, synchro gift, synchro. Oh, can't say that word. Uh, synchro cracker. Synchro Control, Synchro Chase, Synchro Change, Synchro Dilemma, Synchro Transcend, Synchro Boost, Necroid Synchro, Miracle Synchro Fusion, <laughs> King's Synchro, Synchro Ejection, Synchro Call, Synchro Strike, Synchro Zone, Synchro Transmission, Synchro Barrier, Synchro Material, Synchro Deflector, Synchro Overtop, Synchro World, Synchro DeMaio. Yeah, cards it does not search. Synchronized Realm, because its Japanese name is Common Mental World, and Synchro Blast Wave, because in Japanese, it's actually uh, Saishin Dosho Hao. Ha. Kamehameha Wave. Let's go. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. I'm going to be honest. I think I think in English it would search those. Again, well that's because like we've cuz like they they've come up because they've come into these issues before. Um, a great example is the frogs, and then with Frog the Jam, where in Japanese he's slime toad, and they just said no, you can't search Frog the Jam with to anytime you can search frog stuff. Yeah, but if they're going to print this card with this, what, what are they? They would have to rename both of these cards for that sake. And to be yeah. honest with you, it's not that crazy of a thing to let them just yeah, just just yeah, just let them do it, whatever. It, it, but at the same time, they're probably just going to say, listen, you can't search these two cards. However, there are also two other cards that will have to wait for rulings because two spaces count. I don't understand why these cards would be. It's probably because it's probably it's, it's probably a case of their Japanese name having synchro in there. But then it's like. Not... It's like S.Y. at the end of one word and. N Y C H R O at the beginning of the next another basically or something like like with the word synchronization count because, I, I would think it would because it has synchro in the name of the card yeah because I mean, like personally because like they don't have anything like that up up at the top so it's because like the nearest thing is synchronized realm, which is common mental world. So we'll have to wait and see how they rule that whenever the card actually comes out in the OCG. And then for, it's a fairly safe assumption to just go, yeah, whatever they can search in the OCG, they can, we can search here. So those, I don't think we're going to be able to, so the safe assumption is we can't search those two cards. Yeah. All right. Next, we enter the final stretch of the gold pride Grand Prix and the man <laughs> in the back said, everyone attack. All right, so first off, we have Gold Pride Rollerballer. This is a level 5 Earth Psychic Effect Monster with 1,800 attack and 1,600 defense. If your life points are lower than your opponent's, you... Okay, wait. Also, I should say, these are TCG exclusive cards. All of these Gold yes. Pride cards are coming in Cybernetic Access, which is... come The sneak peek for is next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Gold Pride Roller Baller, level 5 Earth Psychic Effects Monster, 1800 he, Attack, 1600 Defense. And he has a secret. Uh, yes. Because these are all from the Influencer Reveals, which tells us what the rarity is yeah. on most of the cards. If your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can special summon this card from your hand. During the main phase, quick effect, you can fusion summon one Gold Pride Fusion Monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field as fusion material. You can only use each effective Gold Pride Roller Baller once per turn. So the best way to describe this guy is he's the you're, he's the character you play as in Katamari Damacy, but instead he's like running on top of the Katamari. Uh, and the next card would just straight up be the Katamari itself, Gold Pride Pinballer. 
Which I don't is, get it. I don't know what a Katamari is. So in the game Katamari Damacy, you play as, I forgot what your species are, but your whole thing is you have to recreate stars. So you're given a, I forgot what it's actually called, and you have to roll it around and it picks up, picks up random. Oh, like a ball of tape? Basically, and you're rolling around picking up stuff. And it starts out with stuff like rappers, bugs. Eventually, it expands out into like the really short fence posts. Sure. And then eventually, you start picking up cats and dogs and fish. And then eventually, you're, and by the end of it, you're picking up whole buildings. Just rolling up entire cities to turn them into a star. I want to say I've heard about this. Yeah. So, hilariously, in the artwork, you can see uh, you can see Rollerballer on, on, on the pinballer. Can you? On top right, yeah. That's funny. He's holding on for dear life. Uh, level. He's a level nine dark machine fusion effect monster. Three thousand tag, zero defense. Materials: gold pride roller baller and one or more gold pride monsters. Okay. If this card is fusion summoned, you can equip face up monsters your opponent controls to it up to the number of fusion materials used. So it comes in and just kind of rolls them, and they become part of the pinballer. Yeah. Um, you can only use the previous effect once per turn. Also, if your life points are lower than your opponent's, this effect's activation cannot be negated. An effect cannot be negated. Ooh. Once per turn. During the end phase, if this previous effect was activated this turn, return this card to the extra deck, and if you do, special summon Gold Pride Rollerballer from deck or graveyard. So. That's really crazy. You use ro- Rollerballer's effect, quick, quick fuse into this dude, and then you just scoop up your, your opponent's entire board as equips. And then during the end phase, he goes back, you get your pinballer back, you get a different one from the deck if you want, and then all the equips just go to grave. Not destroyed by card effect, not sent by card effect, sent by game mechanic. This is important. Yeah, this is a really important distinction because cards like the branded cards normally would get their effects if they're sent by card effect to the graveyard, whereas this, like Caleb said, as we, we talked about this before the podcast, yeah. and if I was a judge, this is how I would rule this, is that the cards aren't being sent to the graveyard by card effect for, like like I said, like the branded cards, like Mirror Jade and stuff. So if you can get it, if you can get take something like that, then when it goes to the graveyard in the end phase, they fell off. They weren't sent by card effect. They were sent by game mechanic. So, which I think is a really cool concept. Yeah, and the fact that this does not target and doesn't destroy... So yeah. not so like the only things that would be unaffected by this are card or towers cards that are just straight up unaffected by all other card effects. Yeah, I do hate that it's spell speed four, but like I understand why they did it. But it's only spell speed four if your life points are lower than your opponent's. Yeah, but if you play it in something like a punk engine, it oh yeah, your your life yeah should be lower. Next we have Gold Pride Chariot Carrier, rank three Water Aqua exceeds effect monster. 1900 attack 2700 defense materials two level three monsters you can detach one material from this card add one gold pride spell from your deck to your hand then if your life points are lower than your opponents you can send one gold pride monster from your deck to the graveyard you can only use the previous effect of gold pride chariot carrier once per turn once per turn during the end phase, if the previous effect was activated this turn, return this card to the extra deck. And if you do, special summon one gold pride Captain Carry from your deck or graveyard. Yeah, uh, Captain Carry being the uh, pirate lady. Um, yes. This is her. Va- this is her uh, cart. Her her vehicle. Yes. Next up, we have Gold Pride that came out of nowhere. Quick, uh, quick play spell card. Special summon a gold pride monster from your hand or graveyard. And then your opponent special summon a monster from their hand or graveyard to the field, but its effects are negated. So you get some, you can only activate this card once per turn. So 
you you get something for free, your opponent gets something for free, but you have the advantage in that there's their effect is negated. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, no, no. It's not great, cause especially if you can't out it, but it's also not terrible as well. Yeah. Next, you have Gold Pride Pedal to the Metal. This is another quick play spell card. I love the artwork on this card. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Swallow baller, like just doing its thing, and you can see the pinball just ah, just hang on for dear life. It's yeah, great. it's pretty cool. Uh, target one gold pride monster you control. Until the end of this turn, it gains 500 attack. It cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects, and it cannot activate its effects. During the end phase, if a face-up gold pride monster you control was destroyed by battle or card effect this turn, you can set this card from your graveyard. You can only use this effect of gold pride pedal to the metal once per turn. It's all right. Next up, we have a continuous spell, gold pride. Better luck next time. And it's like it's <laughs> loving the names, and it's pinballer like his his bride broke, and he's just like, oh man, it's great. Uh, continuous spell, like I said, when this card's activated, you can add a gold pride monster from deck to hand. If you do, lose life points equal to its attack. If a face up gold pride monster or monsters you control that was special from the extra deck returns to the extra de deck, except during the damage step, draw one card. You can only use this effect of gold pride better luck next time once per turn. You can only activate one gold pride better luck next time per turn. They really doubled up on the one. You can only get one of this. You get you one. Can, you can't do it again. This is a one-time thing just between me and you. You cannot do it again. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good card because, like, the three vehicles that we know of all during the end phase return themselves to the extra if you use their effects. Yeah. So then you just draw a card. Next, we have gold pride. It's neck and neck. Normal trap card. Target one gold pride monster you control or one gold pride card in your graveyard except gold pride. It's neck and neck. Return it to the hand. If your opponent controls a monster with higher attack than your life points, you can banish this card and one gold pride monster from your graveyard. Special summon one other gold pride monster from your extra deck that mentions that banished monster's name. You can only use each effective gold pride it's neck and neck once per turn. That's not terrible for even for a normal trap. No, it's really not not terrible. The the only issue though is that you pretty much have to be in a situation to where if your opponent lands that attack, you lose. Yeah, it's kind of a one off card. Yeah, I I personally don't think it's good enough for the slot, but it's a really cool card and really cool concept for the entire deck. But that's just the whole deck is just a really just a series of really super cool concepts. For sure, and I can totally see this going really well with like a punk engine. Oh, it, it already was like a punk engine deck, but mm -hmm. now it's going to be even better. Oh, yeah, no. Particularly because now they have outs to anything that isn't a towers. Right. Oh, it can't be destroyed? Cool, I'll just equip. Yeah. Oh, it can't be targeted? I don't target. Equip. So there is something that I want to talk about before we wrap up the podcast, which... I saw you... We, we, have a, we have a little bit of time. I have to figure out exactly how much time we have because my watch timer stopped. Uh-oh. So it, can you see if that little thing is counting up or down? Yeah, one second. It's counting up. All right, what are we at? 15. Okay, cool. Oh, exactly 15. Cool, then we have around 15 minutes. Okay. Cool. We have time. So... Tyler the Great Warrior went up for auction today, which is Wednesday... April 19th from when this episode goes up. Yeah. So or when we record. Yeah. So 
Tyler the Great Warrior, for those that don't know, is the rarest and most exclusive card in the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. There's one. Yes, there is exactly one copy of this card. I've heard rumors in the past that there are other copies that nobody knows about, but like Konami keeps one in its vault. Which I, I think that one's true because it makes sense. But that, that would be a, we made this, we're going to put a copy in the vault because they pro- it's probably a case if you walk in if it's a physical location you walk in the vault and it's just like one copy of every single card in the game yeah and that's the concept it's uh it's like the the seed vault in what was it like norway or something yeah in uh svalbard Sw- switzerland oh, is it in norway yeah i think it's in svalbard specifically well regardless it's kind of like that where it's got a i really do believe that konami has that vault somewhere but regardless, I mean, they wouldn't even need a vault. They would just need a couple of bulk boxes, honestly. But yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Svalbard. That's crazy that you just knew that. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, so this card, Tyler Great Warrior, there was a there was a young man. Who, uh, he was probably about eight or nine years old at the time. He was a big fan of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, this was in 2005, 2006. And there was a... He it was, it was he developed, huh? Yeah, so he had he developed cancer. I want to say it was liver cancer. I could be wrong though. So, or maybe it was leukemia. So, young man Tyler gets cancer of some sort and ends up in St. Jude's. He's doing all kinds of you know therapies, therapies and, such. and treatments and chemo. And while he's going through all this, he you know he gets his St. Jude's Make a Wish. Which was, as we all know, a Porsche. But he wasn't old enough for a Porsche. So, because he was not legally able to drive, they said, can't get you a Porsche. What else would you want? And he thought about it for a few days. And this is what he landed on, which was Tyler the Great Warrior. Which he he got to pick the like what type of monster it was. Yeah. So he picked that it was a warrior. He picked kind of how many stars and stuff like that. And how generally they gave my idea like yeah would you, you know do you think 3000 for the stats and he was like yeah, yeah yeah you know so with that said he played an integral role in the design of the card and the one thing that he didn't pick at all was the name they told him we we're going to pick the name and you know this will be our contribution so make a wish gets in contact with konami and they, like konami sets all this up and you know like konami I say that I kind of got my story mixed up, but Konami's the one that worked yeah. with him on this and they picked the name. So they flew him to New York and they had a printing room in New York. They brought him in. They they let him they he watched the card get printed. He watched the card get cut out of the sheet. Mm-hmm. He watched everything. They took the card directly out of the printer and cutter. They put it in a pressurized slab, like a pressure mm-hmm. slab, which for those that don't know, it's basically just two pieces pieces of um, of acrylic mm-hmm. that are clear, uh, and they take four screws and they screw it down and just presses in there. And the point is to keep the card safe forever and just keep the card in this pressurized case. That way, the card doesn't get damaged. Well, mm-hmm. uh, haha, just funny story. It turns out those cases damage the cards. Over the course of years and years of them being in them. 
Right, because the cards shift over time. It damages the corners. It damages the surface. It damages the edges. It's just not great for the cards. So pressurized cases are actually really bad for cards. Yep. So, Tyler got to thinking. He lived. He got through all of his cancer. But he still has the card. Uh, you know, when they gave it to him, they said, you know, uh, keep the card, cherish it. This is really something special. I really want you to understand just how special this card is. So, you know, don't sell it. Don't get rid of it. Things like that. This is a really big deal. And what he decided, he kept the card for years. He's had the cards, you know, almost two decades now. Yeah. And they said, well, he said, well. You know, I think it's my time where I want to live the life that I fought to keep. And so... But that's expensive. Right. Well, he wants to travel and see the world. He wants to go to, you know, Europe to see his brother and things like that. So he wants to, you know, he'd rather have the money. Well, he decided to, today on April 19th, to put the card up for sale. Mm -hmm. Which he decided to do it a month or two ago, but it went live today. And what do you think the card was at 15 minutes into the auction? I am I imagine. What, what, what would you think that the card would be worth overall? Like what what, what would be oh. your number like before the auction started? Because I know you've seen the number since the auction started. Yeah. What do you think the number would have been at before the auction started? Okay. Because my prediction was somewhere in the one million range. Well, that, you know, I, I was thinking I was thinking either 850 to a full mil. And I would not be surprised at more. Um, I don't know what they start. And I figured it would probably start at like a hundred grand. So within fifteen minutes, the card had jumped to seventy thousand dollars. Ah, okay. So it started lower than I was expecting. Well, it started at zero. Oh. And they, or maybe a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. Real low, like real low ball, because he knew it was going to. Right. And within 15 minutes, the card was at $70,000. Damn, what's it at now? Now, three and a half hours after the card has been has gone live, mm-hmm. it is at $130,100. Nice. Within an hour, it was at hundred grand, But then it capped at hundred grand for like 30, 45 minutes because people... Apparently, there was, there was an issue with eBay not letting people you have to have an american address to bid on the card Mm -hmm. and so outside interests could not bid on the card so like the super high-end japanese investors can't can't touch it right now keep in mind there are japanese collectors that will spend a half a mil or more on this card yeah 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 um, oh, yeah, I don't know. And, like, so this is only three hours. Uh, how long is the auction up for? Ten days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that actually gives a lot of uh, collectors who aren't in the States enough time to... Arrange everything and organize it. Yeah, to arrange for to have to somebody buy it for them. Yeah. Uh, for, like, a cut or something like that. Speaking of, if you are a collector outside of the United States and you want to buy this card, uh, wire me the money and I promise mm-hmm. I will buy this card for you. I got you, dog. Well, you'll uh, make a bid. No promises will actually win. No, no. I'm saying, like, m- make the winning bid, wire me the money, I'll pay the money and have it shipped to my house, oh. and then I'll ship it to you. Fair enough, yeah. 
for of course a cut yeah i mean obviously i'm gonna charge a fee a light fee not anything crazy but you know enough yeah. to enough to to make my time okay yeah and then you also get to like see the card yeah that's honestly the biggest reason to do it is to see the card yeah. witness the history oh yeah definitely so just for reference i figured i'd pull this up mm-hmm um the record, I believe, for the selling of a Black Lotus Magic the Gathering card. Oh, it's in the millions. No, actually. From what I from what I There's I've, no way an alpha Black Lotus is worth under a mil. Not alpha. You're not no. No one is selling an alpha Black Lotus. Well, the record would be an alpha. Yeah. The current record for the, the highest value sold for a black lotus not sure. not what it's worth what it's been sold for sure 540k is the record that low uh, according to a quick google search so yeah psa 10 psa 10 jim mint alpha black lotus sells for more than five hundred thousand dollars wow that's crazy five hundred forty thousand let's see another one for five hundred forty yeah about 540 just for reference and this thing is already at what what was the number again 30,000 130 yeah, 130 already a fifth of the way there within within 12 within six hours so i i pulled up a list of the most expensive mm -hmm. magic the gathering cards uh the 15 through 15 through yeah, it's six like the various are, moxes 15 through six are irrelevant yeah Number one, um, Black Lotus. Yeah, num like number six is like a Mox Ruby Alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Alpha Moxes, etc. Yeah. Next, number five is a Black Lotus Beta worth mm -hmm. 81000 Mm-hmm. Number four is a copy artifact from Beta, 100000 Number three is a Lord of the Pit from Alpha, 105000 Ooh, Lord of the Pit. Number two, Mind Twist from Beta, $208,940.97. Mm-hmm. Number one, a Black Lotus that peak price was 615000 Okay, there we this go. This is a CGC graded 8.5 mm -hmm. with an art original artist signature. It's the, Okay, the signature is what's adding the extra cash. Yeah. You know, there's only about... A, this has around 1,000 copies of Alpha Black Lotus that were ever printed, period. Yeah. But I, I want to say I saw at one point there was 13... 1300 yeah um i actually know a guy who had two copies back in the back back in back when it was new yeah and he lost them both in katrina no shot mm -hmm. he lost both of them in katrina oh he lost his entire collection in katrina and he was all and and the part and he because we were talking about magic the gathering card well we were talking about like me and a group of other friends were talking about expensive cards, and he was like, and somebody I mentioned, oh yeah, no, Black Lotus is one of the most expensive cards in the world. And, he was, and he had just saw, brought up, was like, oh yeah, no, you used to have like two of them. What are they, like $300? He's like, no. At the time, I think it was like 150000 at the time. No, that's not true at all. Because Black Lotuses mm -hmm. weren't worth that kind of money until the last, like, 10 years or oh. so no, it's probably like five or six grand they were they've always been worth big time cash yeah i mean 
black lotus yeah. value over time. Yeah, like to be fair, I think of the I think that the big three cards for price, black lotus, uh, base set, shadowless Charizard. Yep, and Tyler the Great Warrior now gets to be added in amongst them. Yeah, and what's funny was before this, it was either lob first ed blue eyes mm -hmm. or you can make an argument that the um dds is that it dds dark dual story blue eyes yeah yeah um but tyler's just blown both of them out of the, out of the water yeah yeah by for sure. far so uh here's one a classified ad in los angeles in 2008 mm -hmm. uh for a collection that includes the entire Power 9 as well as a full Jesus. set of unlimited dual lands. Uh, if that if that ad were posted today, I would receive approximately 7,000 messages in three minutes. Mm -hmm. Back then, however, I had to up my offer from the $600 he was asking to about 1,000 to fend off competition. Mm. So for all of that, he paid $1,000. Jeez. So, you know. Yeah. But... This conversation happened in like 2014, 2015. Oh, no, that he sold all of that for that amount. Oh. So. Yeah, to be fair, the conversation happened in like 2014, 2015. So, after that, mm -hmm. about a f about four or five years later, mm -hmm. he bought everything back for 10 grand. Ooh. Because he was more, you know. Yeah, he was in a better spot to where he could. Yeah. The Power Nine being like uh, the six Moxes, Mox Ruby, Mox Sapphire, Mox Emerald, Mox Pearl, and Mox Jet, I believe. Wait, what? The Power Nine. It's like the Mox. It's like the Mox. Uh, the Mox Jewels. Uh, Mox Ruby, Mox Sapphire, Mox Pearl, Mox Emerald, Jet, mm -hmm. and I'm forgetting one. No, that's it. That's it. Okay. And then yeah, you have the Black Lotus. Then we have Black Lotus. Uh, I want to say Ancestral Recall. Yes. Like, after that, I get real fuzzy. Then time like, Twister and Time Walk. Oh. Time Walk literally says, take an extra turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hilariously, I saw a game where it was one of the, cre the original creators of Magic the Gathering playing up against a YouTuber. They were mm -hmm. both using Alpha decks. Yeah, that's insane. And it was like each deck was worth what five hundred was each worth like what five hundred thousand dollars each? Or no, 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 no. I think each deck was worth like a million dollars a piece, and they had two of them. That's that's insane. Well, with all of that said, let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful, wonderful patrons. So, with that said, a huge thank you to Jiraiya, Quick Summon, Totally Awesome, Cam Yang, yeah. Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Cards, Goetia, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I Am Make Lincoln, If All You Have Is A Cosmic, Every Problem Looks Like a Floodgate, John Leal, Monstertron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Owen Alvarado <laughs> Seto Kawaiba, Silver Hope, Unbanned number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savers World, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for a bad deck, Aaron Garner, Asami, Ashlish Taps, Atsuyo, Simpa the Silver Castle, Blackwing Silver and the Ascendant is the best floodgate, Box Wine, come on and get your game on, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Dragon Maid Stunzeed, I'm about to Rika Glamour Tubi for Costi's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Cam, the Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Slicking It Up, and Valence Hojo Mama, thank you all so much for your continuous support of the podcast. Now, 
with all of that said, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, have a great, great week, everybody. Apparently, Dry is a Bahama shark. Take care, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.